It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. We have amazing offers available across the 211 Renault and Dacia range. Get your car delivered to you in just a couple of clicks. Call us today to find out more or visit blackstonemotors.ie. Stay safe from Blackstone Motors. Welcome to Late Lunch this Friday afternoon. Hope all is well with you. I've just been watching the weather forecast there. Oh, we're getting colder, believe it or not. We're moving on in April and the temperatures are dropping. You'll hear what I have to say about the weather. I'll give you the wee forecast at two o'clock. And it's strange, to say the least, for this time of year. But there you have it. April is a, a strange type of month. It can be anyway with weather. Welcome to the show uh, this Friday afternoon. We have lots of chat and crack for you over the next couple of hours. I have your riddle. Yes, it's Friday, the riddle on Friday. I have it for you. See, can you crack it? And we have a nice little prize for you today for that one. Liam Blanche is looking ahead, as usual, to the weekend in sport. I conclude the Roy Orbison story with a local twist in it, I have to say. Fiona Gratzer's here. She's the MD of Unislim Ireland and big northeast links there as well. I have a 14-year-old young fella. He's from County Mead. He's an entrepreneur. He's going to tell us a story. Lord Henry Mount Charles will be joining us. Yes, There are plans, big plans, for Slane next year and perhaps late on this year as well. If you want to get in touch with us on the show, don't forget the numbers 086-1800-658. That's the number you always need to talk to us directly on the show. That's the WhatsApp or text number. You'll need it for the riddle anyway. 086-1800-658. Or you can call in on 1850-715-958. Now, we begin the show today with a young man from Beliver in County Mead. He is in New York and I spoke to him late last evening. You know what the time difference, it's suited, etc. Now, Shane Kenny is an interesting guy. He's developing a new business in New York and they're going mad for it in the Big Apple. And he's done really well for himself, but it's not been plain sailing all the way as you're going to hear. As I said, I spoke to Shane late on Thursday and I began by inquiring when and why he emigrated to the States. Myself and my friend Fergal from Boar's Mill, just down the road, we moved to sunny California, L.A. in 2016. We were on a grad visa. We went out there just for a bit of fun. Like we, The parents said to us, here, what, what are you going to do? And we were kind of like, oh, I don't want to get into a job. And a nine to five, Monday to Friday, we're, we'll be stuck there. We won't be able to travel the world. So myself and Fergal, we went to L.A. We had a good little time in L.A. We moved to New York. Fergal went home and I said, I can't go home. New York is the place for me. So I stayed on. So now 
now we're up to what, 2021, so what's that, six years? What did you go working at then when you came to New York? Was it bar work or did you do something else? Funny enough, it was construction at the start because us and the lads, we kind of, we wanted to play a bit of God, we wanted to have the weekend free, so it was Monday, Friday construction, but jeez, the heat over here, I couldn't, I couldn't stick it, so I'm, I'm six seven, so I'm going around into small little, you would say bunkers doing construction, doing demolition, or it was just breaking me back and everything. So as soon as the lads went home, I was like, I'm going to get into the bar, and it was the best thing I've ever done. That's what all the Irish lads and girls do over here. Bartending is just the tips are unbelievable. Myself and Fergal, when we were over in LA, we were in a very rich area, and we weren't really used to the old tipping, the tipping system. And I don't know how we survived, but I thought these Americans were so rich that they were leaving like a couple of dollars on the bar, like. You're just like, hey, I don't want that change in me wallet. So me and Ferg were like putting it into our pockets. We were that poor. <laughs> I don't know how we survived that. But then when I came over and I started bartending, I, I got used to the old system. And the Irish are bloody great for that. They come in, they put, you know, the $100 on the bar and you just take it away from that. And then they'd be like, the old lads would be like, yeah, go on, keep that. So it's a great way of making money. Sadly, due to COVID, that has changed, you know, like cash is, Cash is nearly nearly enough gone, you know, kind of way. Isn't that interesting? Yes, it's the same here. Sure, I don't know when I've used cash myself. It's tapped the card everywhere you go. And that's certainly going to change the way it operates in the bar scene in New York. So you live in Queens. Queens has always been synonymous with the Irish. It is, yes. We have two little neighbourhoods, Sunnyside and Woodside. It's kind of strange if you bump into an American, you know, kind of way. It's kind of like... How are you, Tom? How are you, how are you Mary? It's kind of that. Like, my neighbour upstairs is Irish. My neighbour next door is Irish. Like, we're all over here. We're all expats living here five, ten years, working in bars in the neighbourhood. Tell me about this ice cream business that you got involved with. And you have a partner called Sarah who's in the uh, ice cream making business with you. I met Sarah in my first bar job four years ago. I used to work in, in the East Village, known as the East Village. And that's kind of, that's where I got my kind of my, my nickname, Big Shane. Funny enough, I worked with a Shane from Sligo. I used to go to an oyster bar across the road. His name was Shane. And then there was another bar back then, the road called Shane. So we had all the old names like Old Shane, uh, Original Shane. And then I had to get one, so they called me Big Shane because I'm obviously bigger than a lot of them. But I met Sarah... She's a really talented pastry chef. I was kind of getting a bit fed up because you can't get any kind of really good banana ice cream out here or a honeycomb ice cream. And I'm a an absolute ice cream lover. And no matter where you go around in New York, no matter what time of day, what time of night, there's always a massive line outside bloody ice cream shops. And it's even worse in the summer where it's just down the road and you're like, why are these people queuing up for ice cream? Is it that good? So that's where it kind of came about. I was like, geez, I'd love to open up an ice cream shop. Because obviously I don't want to do the bar forever because like, you get a bit older and the 4 a.m.s are a killer. Sarah just started messing around with a bit of ice cream. She made it for me one day and I was like, wow, this is very, very good. And then me being kind of funny in my new bar in Sunnyside, I was kind of messing around with a couple of American bar owners and I was telling them that I can make ice cream. I was like, oh yeah, Big Shane's ice cream. They were like, hey, we have a margarita festival next month. Can you make a margarita ice cream? And that's, that's where the, kinda, the idea came about. Let's make a bit of ice cream for some of the bars because I have huge bar contacts. 
and Sarah is just really, really talented. So it began with you buying this simple little ice cream machine. Sarah worked her magic yeah. and away you go. And it became very popular. Big Shane's ice cream very quickly. Started off with kind of boozy ice cream for festivals or like like bars trying to like promote their bars. So they would be doing like, come in and try this ice cream, blah, blah, blah. And then Sarah got asked to open up a coffee shop in Tara Rose in Murray Hill. So she said, here, as a part of me opening up the coffee shop, would you mind selling Big Shane's ice cream? We made a load of ice cream. I brought over my whole family. This is a week before St. Patrick's Day. This is when COVID was kind of just in the back of everyone's mind, but it was still in China. It was still in Europe. It wasn't really in America. I sent out so many invites to a load of Irish people. There was about, I'd say, about 100 people going to the party three days after St. Patrick's Day. And then we got a lockdown. All the bars closed. I was left with a ton of ice cream. Didn't know what to do with it. Got to a stage where two weeks passed. Nothing is opening up. Money is going down the drain because you're not getting your unemployment. You're, you're living week to week. So when the bars are shut, it was getting pretty desperate. Like a lot of my friends, they all went home to Ireland because there was no income. They didn't know when the bars were going to open up. So it did get very, very scary. Sarah said to me, she was like, let's pack up the ice cream and just start selling it, whoever buys it. And then the word on the street just spread like wildfire. And we were doing Monday, Tuesday deliveries, selling 200 pints of ice cream, going all over the place. Power of social media and also the unfortunate case of COVID, like no one wanted to leave their apartment. So kind of like home deliveries just came out of nowhere. Like, like I never went to the shop during COVID. I was getting groceries delivered. A lot of people had fear, you know. COVID was a blow. You were ready to go. Coming up to Christmas last year, on a personal note, you hit trouble. Like, I've been having a lot of testicular pain and also leg pain and back pain for a number of years. But because of my ignorance and because of just being, you can say, being a thick Irish man, you're kind of like, no, I have to go to work. Like, I kind of get it from my father. My father woke up five o'clock every morning i don't care if he has a cold he doesn't care if he has a crack rib he's up for work and that's kind of where my mentality came i went in there and i did my job and kept my mouth shut but it got to a stage where i my whole back seized up my whole leg was throbbing with like kind of red fire pain and i said to my boss weston i said listen i need to go to the hospital i'm in bits here and i went to hospital and they said, listen, we need to we need to do surgery here. There's there's something wrong here. I had surgery and then I got diagnosed with uh, stage three testicular cancer. I I just thought it was just going to be like a cyst or something, something internally, you know. But it ended up being stage three cancer. And you went through the surgery. You had to undergo a course of chemotherapy and... One thing that was a real help to you during that time, because you do feel ill with the chemo, was cannabis oil. Tell me about that. Oh, yes, absolutely mad. So growing up in a in an old Catholic house with my parents, drugs were just like Jesus. If I do that, you know, you're gone you're gone to prison, you're mm. gonna be you're not have a, you're not gonna have any good jobs. And uh, my dad said if I ever catch you smoking that shit, I'll cut the arse off it. So there was always a fear and all that, but when I got diagnosed with cancer, um, all my friends from around 
in New York, like all my Irish friends, my American friends, they just started dropping over like like cannabis. Everyone kept saying, hey, come on, try this. Don't worry, don't worry, try this. I know a friend that has gone through chemo, they tried this. And I read up about it and I actually applied for my my cannabis card, but it was a huge process. The doctor said, go ahead with it. It's not. It's only becoming legal now in New York now, but if I was living in L.A., I would have got it. But all the lads, they all dropped over stuff. And I went my first week without touching anything. And I was as sick as a dog with the, with the chemo. I was taking all my medication, like my, my sick pills. And I was just so sick. Eight o'clock in the morning, couldn't, couldn't sleep. And Sarah said, why don't you just take a small little smoke or take a small bit of drop on your tea and toast? And I did that eight o'clock in the morning. Um, by 10 o'clock. I know it seems funny, but I'm sitting there watching a the movie and I'm laughing. I'm feeling really, really good. It got me through chemo. Like, I thought it was very, very easy with, with the cannabis. I was saying to my brother when I was going through chemo, I was telling him that I was smoking a bit of cannabis. Tell him, I said, listen, tell mom. I don't, I can't deal with mom. If she comes over here, I can't. Like, because on chemo, your head is kind of melted. So I didn't really want to try and explain to my mother why I'm doing this, just in case she judged me and all that. So my brother explained it to my mother and sure did my mother come over here and she was like in the same room and she was getting laughy because the fumes and all that but we had a great time like that my mother over here and she's 62 years of age you know never never went near it in her in her life and she was just looking at me laughing away like great old story it's a great yarn to yeah. add on to what was a, a serious situation you're finished the treatment now they're keeping a good eye on you i know you have regular follow-up visits how are you how are you health-wise now health-wise is very good i went back to rugby training two days ago actually the body's kind of worse now after rugby training than it is after chemo and the body is just not used to this much physical activity because a year of covid obviously and then throw in the old cancer the body's fitness is probably just zero i'm feeling great now i'm back in the gym and i'm up now very early these days doing a lot of like ice cream meetings and all that and then the weather is changing over here and then the vaccine is rolling out like crazy in america so you can really see the smiles on people's faces and like we're all fully vaccinated like a lot of people are kind of getting rid of their masks whenever they're walking around you still have to wear your mask but you can see a lot of more people are happier on the ice cream front, you celebrated a year, you had that party, and you have big plans for Big Shane's ice cream. We're moving to um, manufacturing at the end of the month. We're going to get a company upstate in Dutchess County. They have a farm on site and they get fresh locally milk. They're going to make our ice cream for us and they're going to put it into a freezer. And then that will just give myself and Sarah a chance to just go out and just spread awareness on, on Big Shane's ice cream and just get into as many bars as we want, get into shops. There's like two uh, Irish shops in Sunnyside and Maspeth called the Butcher Block and Shelley's Cafe where it's like walking into a centre or into a, a mace in, in Ireland. You can get your chicken filler roll, you can get your bisto, you can get your custard. The only thing you can't get Irish ice cream, so that's where Big Shane's ice cream is going to come in, thank God. It's all good. It's great news from the man from Beliver. He's making his mark in New York City, the Big Apple, and hopefully soon across America and beyond. You have huge ambitions for this. I was thinking about coming home during COVID. If, if, if I didn't have the ice cream company, 
I would have went home because it got to a stage where it was a bit of a, a crazy show in America with, with, with all the protests and all the COVID. Father pretty much said, Shane, don't come home. There's no jobs here. There's nothing like that. Like, sounds depressing, but like, he, he's dead right. Like, I'm, I have an ice cream brand over here. I have loads of, loads of people that want to help me out. And that's what the Irish community is about. The Irish community over here, they just want to help you. They've been through They all come from humble beginnings and they all have made money out here and they just want to help young lads. And I'm getting a lot of help from older lads. I'm just so grateful for it, you know. just want to say a big thank you to all, all the Bliver people, all the Mead people and all the Ireland people that sent me letters during, um, during the cancer treatment, sent me voicemails, sent me just overall love. Everyone that lit candles, all the granny and grandnets. Um, just want to say a big thank you to all them for reaching out to my family as well. Um, my mother's phone has just been off the hook, like with Irish mammies just ringing up saying, hey, how's Shane, how's Shane? It's touching that everyone in Ireland is absolutely supporting everyone. So stick with it, guys. We have a great community in Ireland. Man. Sending lots of love from uh, the Big Apple. Yes, isn't he just a lovely fellow? He really is. That's Shane Kenny speaking to me uh, from New York City. Six foot seven. He's a tall fella, isn't he? No wonder he's called Big Shane. Love the ice cream idea. And look, he's been through the mill uh, with the testicular cancer uh, late last year. But he's doing good, as you, you heard there. And I want to wish him well again. And I want to say hello today to his parents, Bernie and Aidan King in Beliver. His brother Aaron, who's in Maynooth, Megan's in Cork and Lauren is studying at uh, college in Waterford at the minute, but back home as well. You have a great fellow there. You really have. You can be so proud of him. Caroline Burke has just been in touch from Beliver. She's a correspondent in Beliver. Hello, Caroline, this afternoon to say delighted to hear Shane with you, Jerry, Jerry, this afternoon. Hope to see him back in Beliver soon and wish him well. We do pass on those good wishes from you, Caroline. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Lord Henry Man Charles is joining us shortly. Yes, there are big plans for Slane. Two in 22. Two concerts will there be? We're going to find out from the man himself in a wee while. But first, our uh, first break of this Friday afternoon. And when we come back, I'll give you a riddle. Back to New York for a moment. Nigel McKenna, say hello to Nigel today. Yesterday on the show, you know I was speaking about uh, what happened with the Monaghan uh, senior football team and training and other counties as well and the total disregard for the rules. Well, Nigel's been in touch to say, Jerry, I think New York City is the perfect example of following rules. This time last year, we had someone dying of COVID every three and a half minutes. Think about that. Every three and a half minutes, somebody died in New York City when COVID was wreaking havoc. Yesterday, says Nigel, I took the subway for the first time since February of last year. That's February 2020. Everyone is wearing a mask, practising social distancing automatically. It was great to see. And we're almost back to normal, as Shane confirmed there to me a little earlier on. If a state of 19 million people can do it, I don't see why Ireland can't do it, Jerry. People need to cop on and do what is best for everyone. Thanks indeed for that uh, lovely message, Nigel. Great to hear from you this afternoon. Now, your riddle on Friday. Are you ready for this? You better listen carefully. So listen to your riddle on Friday. Can you solve it? Answers please to 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Here we go. What word in the English language does the following? The first two letters signify a male. The first three letters signify a female. The first four letters signify a great, while the entire word signifies a great woman. What's the word? 
Have you got it, Louise? Yeah, it's Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it if you uh, know it. Anyway, I'm going gonna, gonna to read it once more. Here's yeah, your do. riddle on Friday. Okay, so listen carefully. I'm writing down here. What word in the English language does the following? The first two letters signify a male. The first three letters signify a female. The first four letters signify a great. While the entire word signifies a great woman. What is the word? The entire word signifies a great woman. What is the word? Answers please to 086-1800-658. You're not getting it, are no, you? No, I'm that's not okay. any of them. That's okay, that's all right, that's all right. You're fine, I'd be a little bit stuck myself. And don't ask me to explain it. I don't have to, that's not actually a, one that I really do have to explain too well. It, it'll come to you, it'll dawn on you. Answers to 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text us now to the show if you think you know it. There's a lovely little prize. will be sent out to you by Karen ASAP. If you win, we'll draw somebody. If we get a lot of right answers, you can also call in on 1850-715-958. Louise, yep. were you ever the subject of crime on your car? Car, uh, you know, somebody causing damage to your car? Uh, attempted break-in once. Oh, but, had you? Yeah, but thankfully... They didn't get in. There was nothing of value anyway, but yes. Catalytic converters. Ooh. Um, They're rampant, aren't they? Yeah, well, I heard a story yesterday close to the family of uh, a catalytic converter being stolen on Thursday night through the night from a car, just gone. Uh, Went out to the car yesterday, turned the key and the sound, it was like nothing ever heard before and the converter was gone and the guardy were on the scene and they were just uh, relaying that this is quite prominent now that mm. catalytic converters have been whipped off cars. It doesn't take long, they said. Usually two or three people, they whip it off and it's gone. And it costs a lot, Louise, to replace. And they're only they're tiny expensive. little things. Yeah, they're expensive. Mm. They can cost up to two grand, maybe more, depending on the model of the car. Just wondering if anyone has been the victim of a catalytic converter theft in their car recently across the North East. It only takes minutes, I believe. Just, yes. And they do them... Supermarket, car parks, car parks anywhere. Yeah, they can I've just of, yeah. Yeah, arrive in. This happened through the night with a car park near to where somebody lives. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of money to be uh, forked out now because of the theft. But uh, hopefully uh, there's some information around this one that may help in tracing who was involved in this. But just uh, I said I'd mention it today to see if anybody else had been a victim of a catalytic converter theft recently. It seems it is something that's happening quite a lot. If you have, do let us know. 1850 You can call, as I say again, or 086-1800-658 is the WhatsApp or text number taking us to uh, news and weather at two. Yes, it's Gavin James. And always, always stay with us. Please do. What am I supposed to do without you? I'm an old softy. I'll give you the riddle again shortly. A number of people on to say they just missed it. I will give it once more. But we move on on the show this afternoon. And I'm delighted to say he's a good friend of Late Lunch and mine. And I'm thrilled that he's talking to me today. Lord Henry Mount Charles, hello again. Good afternoon, Jerry. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Well, what is this? Slain multiplied by two in 22, I've coined it. Is it true? <laughs> well... It's uh, certainly, um, what shall I say, it's an aspiration, but it's also something that could easily happen. Um, I know the last time we did this was with Bon Jovi and Eminem, um, some time apart, and then 
Of course, you two played two shows, mm. um, but they were essentially, uh, although a week apart, back to back. What has happened, as you can imagine, is there is an awful lot of pent-up demand, not only from people uh, wanting to attend concerts, but also uh, for acts to get out and perform. And there is nothing, as we all know, like a live audience. So um, I'm not quite sure what's going to unfold. I mean, I had um, I had had a dream, which unfortunately can't be fulfilled, because this year is, believe it or not, the 40th anniversary mm. of the first slaying. But I think I'll be celebrating it <laughs> in the midst of the concert site with my wife and myself. <laughs> the smallest <laughs> concert ever in the Guinness Book of Records for Slane is imminent. But look, you have been talking, just before we get on to next year, are you considering, you know, this virtual type of concert where you would line up perhaps an act or acts to perform and then stream it? Uh, yes. The answer to that is yes, we are. And um, again, it's it's slightly embryonic, but it is gathering a little bit of pace now, and I can't say for sure quite where that's going to end up. But what is interesting to me are two things at the moment. One is that there is a wealth of uh, Irish talent coming through, um, and um, I, I would hope that one day one of those acts, bands, might headline slain at some stage in the future. And the second is that it gives us the versatility that you can get, because we could, of course, live stream from inside the castle yes. as well as outside. Mm. So, so those are actively being examined uh, as we speak. And um, my son, Alexander, is working uh, closely on that. Um, uh, with me, and um, we'll see where it goes. Um, obviously, this has been an enormously frustrating year, and it has been really, really difficult um, for so many people involved in the live music industry, um, you know, some of whom have got mortgages and all sorts of things to deal with, but um, it breaks my heart, really. Yeah. Um, obviously, <laughs> we've we have um, uh, had a, a, a massive loss of income uh, to the estate, but um, thank God we have some other strings to our bow, so we'll survive. Um, and one has to be philosophical about this, mind you. Who the hell? would have thought a pandemic would come along. Yes, who would indeed, Henry? But look, coming back just to next year, 2022, is it fair to say, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, that you're exploring, there have been tentative approaches from acts themselves, so the twain shall meet perhaps twice? Uh, maybe the twain shall meet twice. <laughs> um, and who who knows? I mean, we live in such uncertain times. I mean... For example, the UK, which is uh, way ahead of us as far as rolling out the vaccine is concerned, are still treading their way on how they're going to deal with um, 
very large public events. Yes. That, of course, will enable us here to look at what happens there. And, uh, you know, having done so well uh, in the main um, in keeping COVID at bay, um, it's, uh, it's, you know, we've, we've got to tread carefully. Yes. And I find myself, and I'm so looking forward to it, for the first time in a year, I will actually be over at the castle next weekend um, because I've been confined to uh, barracks, as it were, um, except for visits to hospital. And it's been a pretty weird sensation. But there you go. Um, it's, 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 it's what we have to do to um, stay alive. <laughs> sure thing. And you have been an example to so many of us when you mentioned the word staying alive with what you've been through. Have you got your vaccination? Yes, sir. Good stuff. <laughs> I'm very happy to say, I mean, I, I was in the cohort of um, the vulnerable um, uh, because of my various conditions. And I have not only had my first jab, but I've had my second one as well. Um, and absolutely delighted to have it. Um, it's sort of brought hope and it has removed anxiety from my life for the moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm looking forward to being able to hug my grandchildren in particular, who I've been talking to um, when they have been allowed to come to see me uh, through a large um, pane of glass. <laughs> my, oh my. As you said, did we ever expect that we would have no. been hit with something like this in our lifetimes? But here you are. The spring is unfolding and your spring is beginning again. You will be able to meet them now and head to the castle. Isn't that just fantastic? Can I ask you while you're with me, you heard the sad news that Prince Philip has passed away. It was announced by the palace and the Queen uh, quite recently. Um, Did you meet him in your time? No, I I never um, met Prince Philip. I mean, I have met members of the royal family, but not him. And I wish I had. Um, because he was quite a character, and uh, he, you know, he <laughs> a colourful character in his time. Um, I, as far as the Queen is concerned, she, he will be a, a huge loss, and uh, uh, you know, she has my, I'm sure, lots and lots and lots of people's deepest um, commiserations. Yes. Um, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 it was a remarkable character. Mm, and uh, just short of his uh, 100th year as well, and he he, he he has left us at this stage, and it's been a long marriage for them and uh, a wonderful life too. You mentioned about, you know, the business, the castle, the visitor centre there, all yes. that goes with it, Henry. But... Uh, the whiskey's maturing away. The whiskey uh, doesn't uh, relate to COVID at all. Uh, no. I mean, obviously, uh, it, we were hit a bit in the States in particular um, yeah. uh, when the whole thing started. But we're now gathering momentum uh, again there. It's been doing uh, actually really well in the UK. Waitrose has uh, uh, a store that may be known to many of your listeners um, have taken it up. 
Um, it's it's doing well, I have to say, on the home ground. Um, so uh, we've been uh, very happy. And then, <laughs> in addition to that, uh, we are hoping at the end of the month uh, to open up, uh, I think it will be the Castle Grounds initially, and we have um, commissioned a special airstream, uh, one of those mobile vans, um, uh, and there are two very talented young uh, chefs, um, Keith Coleman and Ashling McHugh, who are going to be manning that for us, and we hope to be able to welcome visitors back in. Ah, oh, that's for great. For the first time. Which, mm. uh, that's wonderful, and it's wonderful to hear, and it's a, a sign that we are making progress back to where we want to get to. Just before yes. you go, a couple of quick things. Um, the Dawn Meets Pipeline into the River Boyne. You are oh, um, a champion of the river. You you know the runs of salmon and migratory fish. It's legendary in Slane and Bow Park. Your, your thoughts on that? I, I, I'm very, very concerned about it. And to... Um a degree that um, my son has, I think, um, uh, been preparing a document uh, which will uh, both he and I, our riparian owners, um, are on on a stretch of the Boyne in the very immediate vicinity. And, um, you know, I can quite understand, empathise, sympathise and support all the public um, objections that have been raised. And, uh, yes, it, it took, frankly, took me by surprise. Mm. Anyway, uh, it's, it's interesting to hear uh, that you are on the side of people who are concerned and you will be uh, making those more public. I understand that over the coming weeks. Um, yeah. You have a big date coming up next month. I don't want to talk about that now because I want to come back to you nearer to that big date on a very special uh, plan I have if we leave that for the minute. But uh, it's great to hear uh, things are moving forward and those celebrations will happen for you personally, Henry. Listen, you're so kind and, and you've always been kind to me uh, here to join us today it's 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 lovely to hear you and you i are i hope keeping well and unscathed Mm. (laughs) doing the best henry like yourself and like everybody trying to follow the rules and regulations as best we can and again like yourself very hopeful now that over the coming weeks and months with the vaccinations rolling out in huge numbers here that we will be able to enjoy life as we once enjoyed it uh, prior to 12 months ago. But Henry, I wish you well and thank you for taking time to take our call on late lunch today. Not at all a pleasure. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Lord Henry Mount Charles there uh, speaking to us on late lunch. There you have it. Perhaps a virtual concert later in the year for Slane. And certainly the moves, the shapes are happening for 2022. Not one, but two gigs. Oh, God, there'll be some demand for those tickets. I'll tell you, thought Slane was in demand in the past. Can you imagine the release there'll be after this time that we've experienced? You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. From Lord Henry, our next guest is a young man, quite a few years between them, but he's making waves as a young entrepreneur. Stay with us. Okay, just once more. This is the final time I'll read the riddle today on the show. What word in the English language does the following? The first two letters signify a male. 
The first three letters signify a female. The first four letters signify a great, while the entire word signifies a great woman. What is the word? That's your riddle this afternoon. Answers to 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text, please. And we'll pick a winner before the end of the show for a nice little gift from LMFM Radio. Welcome to the show. If you're just joining us, no matter where you're listening today, on your radio, your smart speaker, on the app, bring the app with you. Download it, LMFM. You can listen to us anywhere in the world once you have that app. Now, from a man of great experience in life, a wonderfully successful businessman to a young man who also lives in County Mead. He lives in Castletown. And he sent me a message earlier on in the week and said, Jerry, I'd like to have a chat with you on your show. And I said, John Quayle, your request. I'm delighted that to say today that he's here with me. Hello, John. Good afternoon, Jerry. Thanks for having me on the show. Not at all. You're very welcome. Tell them what age are you? I'm 14. Where do you go to school? I go to school now, Carlin College in Aber. And you're interested in the garden? That's right, Jerry. Where did that start, or how did it start? Were you very young when you took that interest up? Um, yeah, kind of started planting, and then in March in 2020, when the first lockdown came in, I started doing flower arranging and wreaths for funerals and that type of thing. We were off school at the time, and I know I'm young, but I want to do something worthwhile during lockdown and it's a great feeling that something I created will take pride in place in someone's home or be given to somebody as a gift. It really is. And I've been having a look because you're on social media. They can check you out, can't they? You're on Facebook. That's right, Jerry. You can check me out at Castletown Flowers. Castletown Flowers, folks, on Facebook. Take a look yourself. So did you... Do this with a view, you know, to say, look, look, we're, you have time in your hands, right? You're not at school. But did That's you right. feel that there was an opportunity there? Yeah, because I kind of always had the interest and I said I could do it. So, and then kind of, yeah. Yeah. So you said, look, it, there's an opportunity here. Now, the world may be locking down, but there's still a way to set up and develop this business. Tell me about the flowers. Where do you get the flowers from? Do you grow some or do you get them somewhere else? Or what, how does that work? Kind of anywhere you can get them at the time in flowers or anywhere mm. like that type of thing. OK, so you source your flowers, and but it's not just the flowers, don't you add? You add, I was looking at your creations, you, you look around you in your garden and in nature. That's right, roses and different things, add them in and that type of thing, greenery and all that type of thing. So who's your, who, who's been coming to you? Where, where has most of the business been in this last while for you? Well, I was doing flowers for local funeral directors and birthdays and anniversaries and that type of thing. Okay, and there's plenty of demand. That's right, Jerry. <laughs> so obviously, this is self-taught. Nobody guided you here and think these creations are just yours, John. Just my creations, yeah. And and where does it come from? Does it come from growing up loving it? Do you see things, or is it just in the mind's just eye? Growing up loving it. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and you do this. So where uh, do people get in touch with you? Is it online or do you have... I know I'm talking to you on the phone today. Do you advertise the phone number? How do they come to you? How are you yeah, building this up? advertise the phone number on Castletown Flowers. OK. And tell me this. What did the folks think about your business success? Yeah, everybody. There was no complaint so far. <laughs> so they're happy with your creations? That's right, Jerry. 
Where do you see this? What, what year, by the way, you're in Carolyn College uh, there in Nobber, a great school. What year are you in? I'll be going into third this year, so still in second year. All right. And how is the year, how has it been like, you know, with the on-off school thing? How have you fared out? Yeah, good. Well, I was busy with the flowers, so that <laughs> kept me busy. <laughs> good man yourself. So the business took over from the from the business of school. Is this something that you see yourself? You know, you're going into your junior cert next year, and then, you, of course, you'll move on into the leaving cert years as well. Can you see this as being something in your life going forward beyond school or is it just a hobby that's developed into a business? It's a hobby, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And you're making a few pounds, are you? That's right, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're making a few pounds, John. That's what we're all about in the world, to keep the, the wolf from the door, as as they say. You've done a great job, I have to say, because I encourage people to check out Castletown Flowers. You'll see him there on Facebook and all he, he is putting together. Uh, and when it comes to flowers and putting stuff together, what's your favourite? Are you seasonal? Do you use flowers as they come seasonally? I just kind of use croissants and roses and yeah. all that type of thing. Yeah, OK. So you love them. Have you any favourite flower in particular? I like the croissants. Ah, great do you? Fella. Yeah, geez, they're a lovely flower as well. And they come in a, a range of colours. You can mix and match them yes, as well. Yeah, match. yeah. So you have contracts signed already with the with the undertakers and people like That's that. That's right, yeah. Jerry. <laughs> oh, jeepers, I'll tell you one thing. 14 years of age. Watch this space. This man is going places for sure. Absolutely. Well, look, at. I just wanted to say hello to you today. Welcome to, you to uh, the Late Lunch Show here on LMFM Radio. And just tell people about you and say... Here's a guy who spotted an opportunity, got busy during uh, the lockdown, and he's going places with this. Congratulations to you. You should be so proud. Jerry, thanks very much for having me on the show. None at all. Thank you for joining me. I'm sure we'll meet you again in the future. You're a man to watch in County Meath for sure. John, thanks, thanks for taking Jerry. the call. God bless you. Thank Take you care now. Much, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Isn't he a great young fella? Honestly, when I picked up the phone and rang him, folks, I just said, I want to talk to this lad. 14. Isn't he lovely? And he is. You just get that from him as well. I wish him well. Castletown Flowers at 14 years of age. Watch this space. We were talking to the man of experience who's put on some of the biggest concerts in the world. Has his own distillery, Castle Farm. Lord Henry. Well, could it be you too next year? Could it? Could it? Here we go. Moving on on late lunch this afternoon. They will be 50 years on the go next year. Who am I talking about? Unislim. Founded in 1972 by Agnes McCourt from Dundalk. I well remember the day she was here in studio with me, along with her daughter, Fiona Gratzer, who is the MD of Unislim Ireland. And she's back with me on the line. Hello, Fiona. Oh, Jerry. good afternoon. Lovely to talk to you again. How are things? Ah, great. That's a few years ago now, isn't it, Fiona? It is. It is indeed. And, you know, I'm thinking, um, you know, I grew up in Dundalk as well, uh, between the ages of sort of 11 and 18 or 20 or so. And um, myself and my mom, I remember going into having a chat with you. But my mom celebrated her 80th birthday last year in the um, in pandemic, in the middle of COVID, as many people have celebrated big milestones and uh, we're heading into possibly another birthday in lockdown. Who knows? Yeah. But um, it's incredible how much has changed in the past year. 
Yeah. I have to say, isn't it? <laughs> it's been huge and that's why yeah. we are talking today. Will you wish your mum belated birthday wishes from us all here? She's, she's listening today. Oh, she's telling she... me now for mentioning her age. Yeah, she's listening oh, online. <laughs> Agnes, Agnes, happy birthday. She's a lovely, lovely woman and I still yes. remember the day we had such a lovely time here, uh, the three of us on the show when you could yeah. come to the studio because like yourselves, we've had nobody here for the last year either. It's all online, Zoom or by the phone. But listen, tell us about Eunice Lim. As I said 50 years next year you've had to really shake and move with this last 12 months well I'll tell you when you say that now I really think that like in the last sort of 49 years nothing has changed as much as in the last year you know mm, mm. when you think of uh, the the serious you know how what every business has had to navigate and go through with the with the choppy waters of COVID it's really been a catalyst for change and you know uh, for Uniston from our perspective we were really quick when we well first of all we had to close 300 classes literally overnight and being the managing director of a business with employees and leaders and bills to pay and everything you know it was a really scary time and I think for everybody in business we'll be able to relate to anybody all of our lives it was scary and it still has been you know in terms of you know employment and economics and just everything for companies and people at the moment Mm. but certain waters you know so look so here we are like 12 12 months ago and Within um, about three weeks or four weeks, we completely had redone our website. We had gone and launched an online program. And I'll be honest with you, starting out at the beginning, we were really just learning along the way. You know, our our members and people were really kind and understanding that we, we launched a program we, I was filming in my kitchen doing cookery demonstrations. My son, Luca, is, an, is a fitness instructor. He was doing exercises with me. All the family were roped in. My daughter was filming. My son was doing exercises. And we were creating a lot of online content as well as, you know, putting up um, yes. menu plans and everything. So basically, we launched and within three to four weeks, we launched a whole new program online. And it was very nerve wracking at the beginning of thinking, will anybody want to join? Are people prepared to pay? You know, I just kept thinking, you know, we want to offer service and a support for our members because we literally just left everybody overnight just without a support system. And people who are, you know, in the process of learning and changing their lifestyle to be healthier, want to lose weight and want to remain, you know, on this lifestyle journey, they need the support. So we launched and we were online thinking, what's going to happen? But our website literally crashed that night. So many people joined and there was amazing support from people all over Ireland. And again, and indeed, rather, we've ex- been able to extend the the arms of Unison now into international waters because with offering an online service, you can have members from all over the globe, which has been incredible as well. And actually, in preparation for our chat today, I had a look online. We've had over 6,000 people have joined us in the last year online. Great. And over, and over 6,000 stone has been lost. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking. Now you have us. Now you have us. You have us gripped. Oh my word! At least a stone, a stone, an average weight loss between each Isn't member, and that's incredible. Yes. You know, everyone's talking about this COVID stone and the weight gain, but for me, it is really about you know taking control of your life. And this is in this crazy world of currently in, where we really don't know from one day to the next what's happening. Are we in lockdown? Out of lockdown? When are we going to go back? You know, and especially at the beginning, we were in, it was just a suspended reality at the yes. very beginning of lockdown. We had no idea. And, you know, there's a lot of drinking wine and eating gar- barbecues. and was great weather as well. Yeah. It was like a holiday at the beginning. And then we, the reality kicked in. But um, so, you know, this COVID stone and this, the, the days of kind of everything being up in the air, there's one area of your life you can, can take control of. And that is the food that you eat, the exercise that you take. 
sleep that you get and, you know, your mindset. And this is an area of your life where we're experts in. And I really believe that people need to take control of this part of their life because everything else could be spinning out of control. We can't do anything about COVID at the moment. Well, thankfully, there's vaccinations and things are looking better. But, you know, you can actually look after your health. You can indeed. And and let me say this to you. You know, like you mentioned, I remember the early days, the first couple of months last year, the weather was continental. We all went uh, balubas (laughs) with it. But isn't it, Fiona, uh, getting real on this, it's very easy to just uh, fall off the wagon and eat Mm. crazily badly and drink like mad, you know, to try Mm. and uh, put this thing out of your head. And it's the wrong road to go. Well, this is it. I mean, it is easy to do that. And I'll be honest, you know, I, I, I've done it every now and again myself. I go, I want to have a glass of wine and, you know, eat the chocolate. And, you know, these are difficult times we're in. Mm. Nobody, everybody's facing this uncertain. And also, because you're on your own, you're isolated. My husband sadly passed away five years ago. And, yes. you know, I, I, I'm great. I've got my two children around me. But, I mean, I'm in other wise, I'm on my own. I haven't seen any of my staff in over a year. You know, we're all on Zoom, all connecting differently. I sit in my mother's garden. She's kind of promoted me now into the kitchen because she's got a vaccine. <laughs> you know, but, you know, like, well, we're, we're really isolated. So there is yeah. comfort in food. There's comfort in, the, in, in drink. But the reality is that it's not going to get us anywhere. So you have to really, you know, find... Uh, it's something to inspire you. And we, with our, um, with Unislim Online, and with, not just, there's other ways you can do it, but you need to be inspired. We've got a fantastic community of members on our, on our member-only app. And they really do support you with your dreams, support you with, you know, your goal and help each other and, you know, connect with each other. We've got wonderful leaders online as well that are doing UniZoom meetings once a week that you can tap into. And there's loads of inspiration there. And really, nobody needs to be alone. You know, it, it is hard to do it on your own. And if you can tap into supportive network and, you know, it's, it's already about being inspired by other people. Yes. And, um, if, if you're the type of person that needs inspiration from other people like I do, I, I, and I love connecting with members, and being online allows me to, be, to connect with people too because we've got webinars, we've got exercise classes, we've got, you know, it's, it's incredible the benefits out of online, you know. Which, which yes, and, and that has come to form. the fore in the last yeah. year across the board. Yes, yeah. I know what your, uh, the motto, motivation plus inspiration equals yeah. results. That's the uh, the unislim <laughs> way of, of doing things. Let me ask you this, because this interests me. You know, when we do get the vaccinations, and please God, we get back to a yeah. form of normality, will you revert to the pre-2020 modus operandi, the way unislim operated? Certainly, we will. I cannot wait to open our classes again. Okay. But, you know, I think all but we will run both versions in tandem to each other. We have to provide the continuation of the online because so many people. What I've learned about going online is that it suits people, people's lifestyles to maybe cook dinner in the evening, listen to an online class. You know, they don't have their camera on and they can, you know, be inspired. They can go out for a walk and listen to an inspirational talk or they can tap into a cookery demonstration. The information is always there for them. They can tap into it and into the inspiration on a constant basis. The class system is wonderful to connect with people face to face and, you know, to meet somebody and be part of a greater group as well. But there is, without a doubt, there is an opportunity for both sort of models to run in tandem to each other and, different types of membership models as well. So that's yeah. really been an eye-opener for me. Mm. You know, I think Zoom has been a revelation for us all. We didn't even hear of Zoom a year ago. I mean, this is like... 
you know, incredible. Now we're running classes on Zoom and you were talking to relatives in Australia on Zoom. And, you know, it's, 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 our world has changed. So all businesses need to be, to adapt to this. You know, you need to be relevant. You need to be progressive. You need to be innovative and you need to be adaptable. Otherwise you will be left behind. So if you're not tapping, you know, you know, being involved somehow in the digital world, I think it's a big mistake. I think you need to do that and you need to continue to learn. You need to continue to grow and progress and give people what they want. Well, you you certainly, you certainly are doing that. (laughs) Listen to this. Uh, I just want to say, Jerry, that Unislim, this is from Ruth, who's listening to you today. Unislim helped me get through the last six months. I've just lost two stone thanks to Unislim online. I would hate to think how much weight I'd have put on if I didn't sign up and have the help. Now, there's a good endorsement. A lovely one, isn't it, from Ruth today for you? That that makes me want to sing and just, you know, it's Friday. That's that's like the the end of the week for me. That's the best endorsement that I could ever hear. Mm. Because, you know, whether it is even helping somebody to maintain their weight, you know, you know, just to not gain weight. But that, that to me, that's a win, you know, just to give people, you know, to keep them on track to, you know, to help them re- remain healthy along this time of COVID. Yes. But to actually hear that we've helped somebody lose two stone is like amazing. That is just fantastic. And, I often say know, that if you help one person in a day, it's a wonderful day in your yeah. lifetime. That's for sure. So look, just to finish up today, unislim.com is the website. And you mentioned you, your app, the Unislim app. Yes, the Unislim app is actually for members only. Okay. So once you join up online, you'll yes. get access to our app. Okay. And there's thousands of people on there, loads of support, and a wonderful community of members and leaders there. And so, to say that it is, of course, it all began in Dundalk with Agnes, and look at where it is be. now, all over it the country and all over the world. And, and all over the world, yes. I'll tell you this, you're not going 50 years next year without having something special that's worked for so many people, thousands and thousands over the years, I want to say that to you. I wish you yeah, well. We'll, you. we'll we'll talk again because that we'll year is well. a special year coming up for sure. But thank you for taking uh, the call from us today, Fiona. Uh, Jerry, thank you so much and good health to you and to everybody listening today. The same to Have you. Have a great weekend. Thanks. You too. Bye. Take care of yourself. Bye bye. That's Fiona Gratzer there, the MD of Unislim Ireland. And a uh, great story they are indeed. As I said, the. Uh, the, the uh, beginnings happening here in the northeast in Dundalk. Jerry, I was looking at all those different masks. Masks for dust, for pesticides, radiation, and they look so protective. Yet when it comes to this deadly virus, it's just a small piece of cloth and a bit of string. Isn't that strange, don't you think? Well, it does the job, I can tell you. When you have the mask on, even though it is cloth or that, and you know the uh, ones you can buy that are uh, ones used by health professionals as well, there's not a lot to them either, but they do the job. That's the thing I want to say to you. I know the others look impressive, but the masks that we're using certainly uh, do the job. That's for sure. Now, the riddle. What word in the English language does the following? The first two letters signify a male. That's H-E, a male. Have you got this, Louise? The first two letters signify a male, (laughs) H-E. The first three letters signify a female. That's H-E-R, her. The first four letters signify a great, H-E-R-O, a hero, someone that's great, a hero. While the entire word signifies a great woman. What is the word? It's heroine. 
H-E-R-O-I-N-E Heroin And lots of people Have got it right Ashling Maguire We have a little gift for you We're going to stick it In the post And send it out to you Ashling's from RD You got it right today Along with lots of others Thank you for having A bit of fun with us On late lunch We'll have another riddle For you next Friday Now back to the Catalytic converter Issue um, Someone I know Had one whipped From beneath their car On Thursday night Friday morning oh, Sorry on Wednesday night Thursday morning You've some information on this. Well, yeah, you can you can purchase a cage clamp, which protects the catalytic converter. Yes. Um, any seemingly any mechanical fitted. I'm not too sure. It's about two hundred pound in in kind of the UK. It doesn't say here about uh, euro, but it it just buys you time. If somebody's going to rob it, they'll see they have to go to extra effort and might leave your car alone to take it away. So it is a cage that surrounds the converter. So it just yeah. slows them up and makes it more difficult. Or they is that might what you're just saying? yeah, they might just leave your car alone and go to another car. It's it's for the metals in the catalytic converter. They have a number of expensive metals, and that's why it that is targeted. I see. So it, it, they melt it down or whatever. Is that the idea? Yeah, of that, yeah. It? yeah, yeah. They or another tip it. is to park it with the bonnet facing a wall because the catalytic converter is positioned at the front of your vehicle, and it'll make it harder for the thieves to get close enough to steal it. Okay, so anything you can do like that to stymie them or stop them in their tracks is worth considering for sure. God, there you are. I've learned something today. So it's not to be, they're not for reuse and anything. It's to melt them down and get the metal from them. They have a couple of very valuable metals. That's that's in in the converters. Right, right. There you go. And I know for some reason at times they they target specific cars. Mm. You know, like... A couple of years ago, it was specifically Yaris's Toyota Yaris. And then they move on to different cars, depending on demand, I think it is, for Mm. different metals. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Anyway, there is a cage you can buy to protect it. Uh, I just see the news is going to be dominated this evening by the passing of uh, Prince Mm. Philip. Uh, Yeah. You know, if you haven't heard, Prince Philip, the Queen's husband, 99 years of age. He was in hospital recently. Mm. uh, Something to do his heart, I think, Yeah, death announced. And I see uh, President Higgins is leading the tributes from Ireland to Prince Philip at the moment uh, as we speak. But I'm sure or the um, the uh, airwaves, TV, and everything going to be dominated by that this evening across the great, board, wasn't he? He was He's uh, very colourful. Yeah, like he he was. He landed himself oh, into geez, a few he, things, he, didn't oh, he? Oh, Louise. <laughs> I've done that myself in my lifetime. But there you go. But he's high profile. Yes, he did. He walked into a few things in his lifetime. It couldn't have been easy for him, you know, to be husband to the Queen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it every all eyes were on him, and yet he was the second. Did you did you watch the uh, the the crown? No. Have you watched the crown? No, at all? I haven't seen that. You know, he's portrayed as a bio, like when he was younger. Oh right. Oh, how do you mean bio? Bad uh, or just bio. Uh, way with the lads? You know, when he oh, was right. married and everything, and foreign trips and that type of thing. Like you so he was. <laughs> <I'm only kidding>. <laughs> Thanks. Shh. <laughs> 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 say those things <laughs> anyway uh, you know but uh, yeah I was just thinking about him in his lifetime that he had to stand by her you know through an awful lot of <laughs> he had some amount of uh, nonsense to deal with as well mm. and you know people you have to say I, I know in this country look people absolutely have no time for them from one perspective and then I, I did say and I've said this many times I believe there is actually a huge interest in the royal family 
Oh, definitely, there is. In this massive. country. No matter what people say, or yeah. they like to deny it. There's massive. You saw yeah. the Harry and Meghan thing. Yeah, uh, you know, all the, way, the viewers. Yeah, and, and that took off mm. as well. I think so, he was largely protected from all that in the mm, hospital. They tried mm, not to yes. let him know about it ah, yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, you know, at 99 years of age, anything little will, will knock you, that's for sure. Look, I just want to reprise a song I played on Late Lunch last week. And I, I'm going to do it because a number of people contacted me afterwards and I was in conversation with people during the week and they said we love that little song you played last week and last week my artist of the week was Ed Sheeran and at uh, one of the big awards ceremonies a few years back where the BGs were being honoured there's only one of them left alive he decided to pay tribute to the BGs and uh, I want you to hear this one hit it there Louise so as we can uh, there's a bit of a hum on the way into it so don't leave us on this one but this is Ed Sheeran paying tribute to the Bee Gees. Is one place I've seen. Oh, simply superb, isn't it? Ed Sheeran there, uh, just three strings and a cappella, Massachusetts. I love it. And a lot of people do that heard it here on Late Lunch a week ago today. Delighted to reprise it. Late Lunch LMFM Radio heading to news, weather and sport at three and after three. I conclude the Roy Orbison story with a local twist and we look ahead to the weekend in sport with Leon Blanche. There's another listener saying, uh, couldn't have got through this last year myself without Unislim Online. Thank you for being there for me and your members. Happy to have lost a stone and a half since April of last year. Fiona, really inspiring. Thank you, says a listener. Thank you for your message to the show this afternoon. Now, my artist of the week is Roy Orbison. And Roy loved the UK and Ireland, where he toured extensively throughout his career. When he first came to Ireland, listen to this, in the early 60s, he needed police protection here, as he was almost torn to bits by crowds of young women who went wild at his gigs. You thought the Beatles, you know, you saw the Beatles and the fans. I am not joking you. Orbison needed protection to save him from uh, women who just went mad for him. He made history, did you know this, in July 1970, when he played concerts in two different countries on the same day. Yes, he performed north of the border. I think it was the 3rd of July 1970, before taking to the stage at the Adelphi in Dundalk. I wonder was anyone there listening to us today at Roy Orbison in the Adelphi in Dundalk, July 1970. If you are, give us a shout. I'd love to hear from you. Anyway, his career was revitalised in the late 80s with the Travelling Wilburys. I mentioned this yesterday and that new album that he released called Mystery Girl. But in late 1988, he confided in his good friend Johnny Cash that he wasn't feeling well at all. However, he wouldn't relent. He continued to tour and perform. Then on a short break back home with his family on the 6th of December 1988, Roy Orbison collapsed and died of a heart attack. He was only 52. Oh my, he was uh, he was so young, he really was. And he had such potential ahead of him. And following his death, Virgin Records released that album I mentioned a, a moment ago, Mystery Girl. And the song today is a single from it. And it proved to be a big, big hit on both sides of the Atlantic. Yes, 1988-89, Roy Orbison, here he is. 
Yeah, you got it this afternoon, the final instalment of the Roy Orbison story. And as a footnote, he became the first deceased musician since Elvis Presley to have two albums in the US top five at the same time. Travelling Wilbury's volume one was at number four and his own Mystery Girl charted at number five. And his success continued even after his passing and his voice and music. Well, it's just so marvellous, isn't it, today to listen back to the wonderful talent that was Roy Orbison. We remember him on Late Lunch this week as my Artist of the Week. And we'll have a new one for you next week, beginning on Monday. Now, final break of the week on Late Lunch. And as is usual, we're going to look ahead to a big, big weekend in sport in the company of Leon Blanche. Friday afternoon. Yes, it happens at this time every week. We're previewing the weekend in sport and the man for us is always the communications manager with Boyle Sports, Leon Blanche. Let's begin with soccer and the League of Ireland and first out this weekend of the two local sides, Dundalk taking on Bohemians and dare I say it, a bottom of the table clash. Yeah, Jerry. look, I mean, looking at Dundalk, you know, I thought they'd get a point away to Shamrock Rovers. They were a little bit unlucky, I think. Um, it's fair to say they had some chances uh, but Shamrock Rovers got the win 2-1. <coughs> Excuse me. And you're looking at Bohemians now coming up against Dundalk. And this is, this is coming into a kind of a must-win game. Even though we've only played three matches um, and people are going to say, oh, look, there's a long way to go in the season. There is a long way to go. But if you don't beat Bohemians, you're going to end up with four games played and not a win on the table. And, OK, the leaders have only got seven points out of nine. The likes of Finn Harps and Sligo and St. Pat's have all got seven from nine. But Dundalk really needs to win this game. Bohemians, they've started sluggish as well. They've struggled to actually score goals. They've only got two goals out of three games. So this is a chance for Dundalk to try and get that first win on the board. I'm going to go for them, Jerry. I'm going to stick with them. They showed me enough against Shamrock Rovers to suggest that they can get a win sooner rather than later. And hopefully it is at the expense of Bohemians tonight at a quarter to eight. Draw to travel to Longford, the two promoted sides, with identical records so far. Three games, as you said, played, and each of them have won one, drawn one, and lost one. Something has to give, has it, Leon, tomorrow? Something probably has to give, Jerry. you're right. And you know what, um, Drogheda, like I actually went for them to beat Finn Harps last week. It was a one-all draw. It was a fairly even game, uh, you'd have to say. And again taking on Longford Hoops started quite well. I mean, you've got to give them a little bit of credit. They've got four points out of a possible nine. Um, they were only beaten 1-0 by Sligo Rovers, which I'm sure they would have been disappointed with that. Prior to that, it was a two-all draw against Bohemians. But I'm going to stick with Drogheda here, Jerry. Um, I'm going for the Dundalk and Drogheda double. Um, this weekend, I just think Drogheda, they're 7-5. to five. They are the favourites, actually. They're a shorter price to beat Longford. And I, I thought Trotter, again, similar to what the dog showed me, I thought they showed me enough against Finn Harps to suggest that they can beat their old rivals from the first division. They'll know each other very well, but I think Trotter should just come out on top. Not by much. It'll just be by the single goal. For me, it'll either be 1-0 or 2-1 to the drugs. Now let's tip across the water to the Premier League. Man City, the leaders taking on Leeds. West Ham, Leicester is an interesting game as well. But the one we're going to feature on is Tottenham Hotspur against Manchester United. Yeah, look, it's a massive game. I think when you look at Tottenham Hotspur, I know a lot of people are saying that Jose hasn't really done that well. Um, I think if you offered Tottenham Hotspur fans a top four position 
And okay, they're in the final of the League Cup against Manchester City. But I think top four to try and get back into the Champions League, that really is the big one for all Spurs fans. United, they won 2-0 against Granada in their quarterfinal first leg. But Spurs have got to look at this game, Jerry, and they really need to beat Manchester United, I feel, if they want to try and finish in the top four. Top four is going to go right to the wire, but these are the games that normally Mourinho, on a one-off game against a big opponent, he can pull something out of the bag. Well, he's going to need to, because Spurs have been a little bit disappointing, to say the least. They're almost two-to-one Spurs to beat United, and well, I can see this one being a smashing grab by Mourinho. And when you've got Harry Kane, how long will he be at Spurs? That's the big question. I honestly think he's going to leave after the Euros. He wants to win medals. He's one of the best strikers in world football. But I think Kane might just be the match winner. Again, I don't think there's going to be bundles of goals. I don't think both sides will set up like that. I think this could be a long watch at half four on Sunday. But I'm just going to go with Spurs to nick it at nine to five. Great stuff, Leon. Now let's move to horse racing and following your unbelievable success, tipping four from five winners with us here on Late Lunch on LMFM Radio for Cheltenham. The pressure's on now. No pressure, <laughs> Leon. The Grand National at Aintree. Who do you fancy? Yeah, look, it is. Um, it's, you know, like it's a tremendous race. Uh, we're paying seven places, Jerry, in the big one. And it is competitive, even though we've got a clear favourite cloth cap um, Tom Scudamore trying to win it for the first time John Joe O'Neill the trainer who of course won it back in I think it was 2010 with Don't Push It which gave E.P. McCoy his first winner and actually the owner Trevor Hemmings is bidding to win it for the fourth time but it's not all about one horse and the ground is going to be key I don't think there's that much rain due over in Aintree so therefore I think the Irish Grand National winner Burroughs Saint very bad look on Paul Townend. He's not going to be there, but Patrick Mullins is going to ride this one for his dad, Willie Mullins, and this has been the plan for almost two years. Look, he's around about a 10-to-1 chance. He's a decent each-way play. Manila Times is going to be popular for Rachel Blackmore and Henry de Bromhead. I've no doubt about that, but I'm going to give you two kind of a bigger prices that I think could run massive, massive races. Magic of Light. She was second to Tiger Roll two years ago. Trained by Jesse Harrington, ridden by Robbie Power. She's a 20-1 chance. And the other horse that I think could definitely outrun his age, does have entry form, is Annabelle Sly. Tony Martin trained. Um, a county mead man will be ridden by Dennis O'Regan. They, he, I think he's in and around about the 25 or 28-1, to one, Jerry. I think those two each way is the way to be going. You need a bit of luck in running. You need to get into a nice rhythm. Defences aren't as big as they used to be, that's for sure. However, you still need to jump them. So they'd be my two horses against the field, Annabelle Fly and Magic of Light. Plenty of food for thought there, Leon. I think I'll go for Magic of Light myself. I like the ring of that name. Now, just to finish today, the Masters Golf. Oh, my word, Justin Rose, what a round last night. When you consider he was two over after seven holes and he finished seven under par. He got an eagle and it set him on his way. Can he keep up the pace? Is it over, Liam? Oh, it's far from over, Jerry. Um, I think the way Augusta is playing at the moment, you've got to give credit to Rose. That was an exceptional kind of 10 or 11 holes that he played. He, uh, his putter was on fire. And funny, I think that's his third or fourth first round lead at the Masters, so he's well used to starting well. Jordan Speak, he's won under par. 
he made a bit of a hames of, I can't remember what hole it was when he went into the trees and he tried to hit a shot to get out. He ended up with a seven on a par four, but he did respond with an eagle on one of the par fives and a birdie on his back nine. So he's still in there um, in contention. Shane Lowry, I must give Shane Lowry a big mention because he was so unlucky yesterday. I hope Shane Lowry does well this weekend. Another guy who I thought played well, he's a former Masters champion. Not everyone's favourite cup of tea is Patrick Reed. He's 11-1 to 1 at the moment. But Rose, I don't think anyone would begrudge him, Jerry. He is favourite at 7-2, but I'm going to stick with Jordan Spieth. But it's going to be one hell of a weekend. It certainly is. What a weekend of sport to look forward to. And thank you again, Leon, for joining us on the show. We'll uh, be in touch, of course, a week today. Thank you. Have a great weekend, Jerry. Magic of light. I'm going with that one. That's I like the name. I like the name, Louise. Louise, I'll tell you a story about the Grand National. I may have told it here before. Go back to 2009. Okay. My son, Jared was at UCD. And one of the lads he was with there studying, he loved the horses and he was always back. And he was on a great run. And we were home in the house having breakfast at the time. And he was chatting. He said, oh, John Sonso said that horse, I can't think of his name, is going to win the National. It's a bit of an outsider. And we ate away and we didn't think any more about it. Anyway, the race came on later and we were back together again watching it. And we were watching along. And Jared said, oh, that's the horse. That's the horse there. Yeah. Mon, 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 momi. Mon, <laughs> mon, mom. <laughs> uh, and I said, did he tip him to John? Oh, yeah, yeah. He said, he, that horse is going to win. I looked quickly. Jeez, sir, he's 101. Anyway, what are, we, what, what are you talking about? He's lost the run himself. Anyway, as the race went round, <laughs> there was only a few of them left and Mon Moam was there. Jeez, didn't he run home and win the race? Mon Moam at 100 oh, to 1. And you didn't... And our boy, you know, he was talking about it that morning. Anyway, his phone blew up immediately. John was on the phone. He had the kitchen sink on the horse. He said to Jared, we're booking holidays for oh, Spain fantastic. on Monday. I'm paying Brilliant. for everybody. When you just think of it, I'm mm-hmm. always great in yeah. hindsight. Mon Moam, 2009. I had that horse. Did you back it? Yeah. At yeah. 100 to 1? Yeah, I had a euro each way. I was in Good Donegal at the woman, time. woman, Louise. But I thought it was, I was only after giving birth to my daughter and I thought it meant my mam. But it doesn't mean that no, at all. No, it doesn't. <laughs> that's the only reason I backed it. <laughs> Good. Louise, that's just you. That's <laughs> That just sums you off. It really does. Yeah, it but does, there yeah. you go. That was the, the memory of Mon Mo. I'm delighted you had luck in it and yeah. that you won. Well done it's Just when you. you said it there, I was going, God, because I never heard that story before. Mm, there you go. Magic of light anyway is my... Uh, I'm going to concur with uh, Leon there as a bit of an outsider for the National what price Saturday. Good price. I think he's 20 or 30 to 1. Okay. Uh, I'm nearly sure that's the. It's a good price that magic of light. Maybe it'll come down now. <laughs> Leon dipping it. He got four out of five in Cheltenham. Let's see what happens well, here. If you anyway. Don't turn up here on Monday. <laughs> I know you can't be at Dublin Airport anyway. No, so. <laughs> that's it. I can't. That's for sure. Anyway, Louise, thanks for all your help on the show as no usual. Problem. Couldn't do Never it without it. you. To our listeners, uh, you join us every day. Thanks for your company and joining in the crack in the show. And to our guests during the week, thanks a million. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with the drive. It's going to be cool this weekend. It certainly is, and into the. Um, middle of next week at least enjoy it take care of yourselves have a nice weekend and do come back monday 1 30 for a brand new week of late lunch see you then the late lunch with blackstone motors drada dundalk and cavan let us amaze you with our fantastic used car offers with over 300 different makes and models we have the biggest selection of pre-owned cars to choose from let blackstone motors find the perfect car for you finance can be arranged to suit all budgets call or visit blackstonemotors.ie today to find your next car 
This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 